Hey, y'all. You know, I was just reminiscing just now with my friends about those of us who are 1979 babies and 1980 babies about the impact that um, High Chief Raymond Opesi had and the legacy that he's leaving behind. Uh, the news of his death just came through um, and I've just shared it on Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow me, by the way, it's R-O-Q-Z-E-E. -E. Um, I, I tweet interesting stuff. Don't worry. Follow me. Um, and it's kind of weird how there is such a generational divide and how things have moved so quickly in the last 30 or so years that people who were born, you know, people I'm talking to now who are also adults don't remember Chief Dr. C at all. Other than the fact that he, I don't know, owns AIT and Ray Power. They don't even know what Ray Power represents. You know what I mean? Because... By the time many of them grew up and started listening to music and catching up on radio stations, in Lagos alone, we have about, I don't know, I'm sure there are about 30 radio stations at the last count. Um, but that wasn't the case when, when we were growing up. In the 80s and 90s, I'm not certain what we were listening to, but uh, you know, people were asking me just now to say, what was radio like when you were growing up before AIT and Repa came? Um, because as I just saw the news of his death, the only thing that some people whose death takes you right back in time and evokes a specific memory of your childhood. You know what I mean? You can almost you can almost situate that person in a spot in your childhood where they were introduced to you. And Chief Dopas is one of those people, right? And, and that's because, you know, the story of Repa and AIT is the story of, of Chief Dopas. I just remember that we were really going through hard times at the time. I'm not sure if it was, but I, I just, just mentally, and I, my timing might be off or, or might be wrong, but just mentally, I feel like Repa and Dr. C came about university. So I'm thinking 1997, which was when I entered university. And um, before then, nobody, no young person that I know was walking around listening to the radio, right? In those days, uh, until now, those who used to listen to the radios were older people, uh, my dad's generation, uh, and, they, you know, they watched TV. Uh, TV was a little different because for TV, we already had, even though it was still NTA, we had the normal NTA, the federal NTA, which controlled, like, the 9 o'clock news um, and, you know, syndicated programming. But we then had NTA Channel 10 in Lagos. We had NTA 2 Channel 5. Um, eventually, we had uh, LTV. Um, at some point, we used to catch uh, uh, TV signals from OGTV, Ogun State Television. Uh, you know, it's all mixed up in my head right now about the timing. But TV was a lot, a lot broader. For radio, I don't recall what stations that we had. Just uh, mentally, if you ask me, I only recall... The BBC House of Service, which was what all the all the um, northerners around me, so the Malams, the people selling in the market, they were always listening to radio. The the house, of, you know, the northern people. What we were listening to in the radios, if we were driving, for instance, I only started entering public transport about secondary school, end of sec, you know, not end actually. Thinking about it, beginning of secondary school. GSS 1 to GSS 3. I used to enter the bus. But even then, it would probably be on some radio, Yoruba, Yoruba radio station, um, the entire journey. Um, but the point is that 
radio just was on zero for the longest time. It was also, it was always government propaganda. It was always uh, national orientation. There were always messages on be kind. Andrew shouldn't run away to abroad. And things will get better. <sighs> Bullshit that no young person cared about. The real westernization of radio came with Tokwesi that I remember, and I may be wrong. As soon as Ray Park came, first of all, from nowhere, we, normal Nigerians, normal people, suddenly started hearing people with a foreign accent on radio. It blew my mind. As young people, we were very fascinated. I grew up with Voltron, Terra Hawks, NTA2 Channel 5 did the little westernization that they could. We had Sesame Street. So we did understand and we appreciated foreign accents and, and how to speak properly. I went to private school as well for primary and nursery school. So I did understand that, but I never, it wasn't around me, right? It's almost like society was trying to culturize me by force. Um, forced me to speak local languages, sound like some illiterate person, until Repa came along. The impact of Repa on music culture generally and youth culture was mind-blowing. For the first time, I began to listen to, over the weekend, I'd listen to Rick Dees, for instance. I'd listen to, um, um, you know, K Kenny and, and uh, D1, who had foreign accents. For the first time, we didn't understand where they came from. Um, it was later on as I grew up, obviously, that it was clear that they, you know, Kenny maybe grew up in the US and, you know, Dio as well, etc. But it was so breath, breathtaking and refreshing just to hear the modernization of the airwaves, as you'd call it. And I had no small investment. What shocked all of us was where was this all along and where did it come from? It just came like a tornado. AIT were not as as uh, modern as... Well, they were modern compared to the NTA. Obviously, they tried their best. Um, but the NTA was no shoddy job either. The NTA had Cyril Stoba. The NTA had... Uh, what's her name now? Abiket Dabri. Uh, you know, the grammar, the English. Parents used to force children like myself to watch the NTA because you learn how to speak properly just by listening to the news and how they pronounce the words and intonation. and You know what I mean? But... But westernization, American accents and things like that just came with AIT and Ripa and it blew us away. A lot of young people were so blown away. It was the station all of us tried to listen to. Suddenly everybody wanted to buy earpieces. You wanted to buy a tiny radio. Um, it, it, it was fascinating. And from there, KK and D1 uh, then moved from just presenting radio shows. Uh, I think that they had something on TV. I can't remember. My dad, my parents were pastors, so other than church. TV was very limited in our household. Um, and other than 9 o'clock NTA news, which my dad never missed. Um, but I think that KK and D1 had something on TV. And then they also had, then they moved into doing shows, which was something we never had. I never, I never heard of it. F from nowhere, we started having shows. I can't remember what shows they had, but Tony Tetwila from nowhere. There was uh, Sound Sultan from nowhere. There was Two Face from nowhere. There was Kenny's Music from nowhere, all of these things rode off the Rapa AIT platform. And without that platform, there would be no none of those people today. And so the memory of Chip Tokwesi is forever linked to what he has done in media, right? Um, I don't know if, unlike Nduka Paidena, um, and this day and the controversies and how involved he became politically, etc. Uh, with this day later on and credibility issues, etc. Uh, uh, Dr. Wesley was 
a different kind of breed. He was very shy. He was never in front of the camera. For all the times that I've ever watched TV, etc., I never saw him in front of the camera. He was not camera hugging. He was just in the background doing his little thing. Um, what surprised me, though, was how easily he allowed... Not allowed. It wasn't his job to stop them. But how easily the industry around him evolved from when AIT and Ray Power came on board. Before we turned around, uh, the likes of Silverbird, who then branched it to cinema, radio, TV, uh, took over the party scene, beach festivals, Most Beautiful Girl in Nigeria. There was so much that media companies were doing that just never crossed our minds. As young Nigerians who were born in the 80s and all we ever saw was government propaganda. Um, and so I feel somehow that I owe more than half of my westernization, uh, to Chief Dr. Um, I only have fond memories of him. Um, it's, it's both good and bad. Uh, death isn't always a bad thing. It's, it's sad to lose someone, especially someone who's added value to your, to your life's journey like he has, but it's also good to know that he lived to be 71 going by the, by the news reports and he achieved one of the things that i'm very proud of people that that make an impact even if it was a personal one for themselves is that if you ever die and even 10 people remember you 10 people then you've lived but if you die and nobody cares and it's almost like you were never here and nobody outside your immediate family knows that you were here uh sometimes i feel like uh, you need to question your existence and if you have the time while you're alive uh, to make an impact, this is the time to begin to do so. Um, but all in all, uh, fond memories only. Um, I don't know him personally. His story was from zero to hundred. He went from completely unknown to becoming a high chief that everyone recognized with AIT and Repa. He built quite an empire. Uh, I'm not sure why the institutions didn't uh, you know, go higher than they did. Um, competition came in and you know you know how life is but all in all he will be well remembered um, as far as I, I remember uh, and I wish uh, his family um, God's uh, comfort and I wish him uh, well in the afterlife all right then just that I should put that down uh, put that out there um, for those of you who know him as well let me know um, online as usual let's take the conversation uh, to Twitter R-O-Q-Z-E-E. -E. Have a good one, y'all. Cheers.